Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 26 of Sodom and I. So we are just going to hop right into it today. We are going to be on part two of the seven churches of Revelation. Part two is Smyrna, a call to not fear. A call to not fear. Or a call not to fear. Same thing. Right? So I'm just going to touch on the points before, and then we're going to hop into the article. And this is, like I said, two days ago on agfaithchapel.org. Has some really good information on here. There's sermons, resources, uh, you know, just a bunch of stuff. If you want to check it out, you can. So, seven churches of Revelation. Are you spiritually distracted? Is there anything in your life that's hindering your witness? Live as an overcomer. Reject sin and live a life of faith, not in fear of death. When trials come, pray. Trust the Lord and walk in faith. Jesus knows the intense pressure pressure you're facing. Look past the tribulation to the spiritual riches in Christ. Focus on Jesus rather than the battle. Listen to the Spirit of God and press in. Mm -hmm. Smyrna, a church that experienced persecution, a call not to fear. When trials come, pray, trust the Lord, and walk in faith. In the book of Revelation, John addresses seven churches. Last week, which was literally last week, We looked at the church in Ephesus, who had forsaken their first love. Today, we're looking at the church in Smyrna, in Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. Here we find John is addressing a letter to the believers living in Smyrna. They were experiencing tribulation because of their faith in Christ. Love that! Love that! I forgot to put it on D&D. <laughs> oh, well, like I said, you guys are getting authentic. I'm not editing it. None of this stuff. They were experiencing tribulation because of their faith in Christ. The believers in Smyrna were living a life of faith, and those who did not believe reacted in such a way that caused the believers to suffer persecution. Some believers suffered more than others. Some lived in fear. Some of the believers might have experienced what felt to them like a lifetime of suffering or persecution when others may have only had a brief encounter with opposition. Some believers were put in prison, and some, I'm sure, feared death. But no matter the case, every believer is encouraged to keep the faith and to know that one day, one day, there will be an end to the seemingly endless time of suffering and tribulation that they were experiencing. The church in Smyrna experienced persecution and the believers grew spiritually stronger from it. Their faith was proved to be as real as they persevered and encouraged others to remain faithful. Today, some believers live in areas around the world that are totally hostile to Christianity. Some believers have been put in prison for their faith, as the first uh, century believers experienced. Some have been uh, beaten 
while others have experienced the loss of property and or loss of life. This was happening in John's day in the early church, and it has happened in recent years. That's, that's true. The spiritual battle between good and evil will continue until Christ returns in all his glory, and the devil will one day be bound for all eternity. The verbal accusations or personal assumptions that a person makes towards you regarding your faith may go too far at times. Just pray and trust the Lord and walk in faith. Always remember God is in control no matter how out of control things may appear. The devil seeks to divide and burden all mankind, and yet he is a defeated foe because of the blood of Christ. The devil will continue to cause havoc and tribulation for those who cry out to Jesus in faith. There will be both physical and spiritual persecution so long as the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Believers will experience different levels of tribulation, but one day that will end. It will end. Until the day of judgment, when those who reject God are cast out of heaven for eternity, the church and every believer is charged with sharing the gospel message. Each will experience tribulation and persecution as we faithfully spread the gospel message and wait for Jesus' return. All right, and here is Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11 in NIV. But I also got it open in my King James, in my Bible. All right, NIV. To the angel of the church in Smyrna, right? Mm -hmm. These are the words of him who is the first and the last, who died and came to life again. I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. Revelation, yeah, chapter 2 at 11. I'm going to read that in King James, though, also. Mm -hmm. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first... And the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them, which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Mm -hmm. King James just sounds like poetry to me. 
it really do. I like I, I, I like King James. And then as I mentioned last week, Jesus our Savior is referred to as the one who is the first and the last, and the one who was dead and has come to life. He is the perfect sacrifice. Now I'm gonna go ahead and highlight verses eight through eleven in my in orange. In my orange highlighter. Mm-hmm. I think I want to do verse 11 in the blue, though. It's because, like, it's important, but it's, like, the more important of the important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like this. This is going to be good, guys. It's going to be a nice little seven, seven part uh, episode series. And then we're going to move on to evangelism. So I'm starting to like plan a little bit more and whatnot. Just be more organized because there's always something better that you can do in whatever you're doing. There's always a way you can make it a better version of what it is right now or whenever you started. Mm-hmm. All right, continuing. Jesus knows your hardships. Jesus knew the intense pressure that the believers in Smyrna were experiencing and would experience in the future. Pressured by the culture, Smyrna was a city that was devoted to Rome and the worship of the emperor. The believers may have submitted to the civil laws of Rome, but they refused to worship or offer sacrifices to the emperor. This refusal to worship the emperor brought intense pressure on the believers, pressured by friends and neighbors. The believers who once uh, worshipped false gods found themselves under intense pressure socially, uh, yeah, by former Gentile friends and neighbors because of so much uh, of their previous life in Smyrna revolved around worshipping the false gods of Rome and the surrounding cultures. They were hated by society. Then there were the Jews, those who were uh, physical descendants of Abraham who had no heart for God, who refused to believe Jesus was a Messiah and they hated all believers. The believers living in Smyrna experienced tribulation on every side. And we read how Jesus referred to the Jews who had rejected him as those who were part of the synagogue of Satan. Now I read that in um in King James because I also I wanted to see if it still said the same thing in in every translation and it does. Jesus knows, he sees the tribulation that the believers in Smyrna were experiencing and all that they would experience in the future that you may be experiencing today. Mhm. You are rich because of your faith in Christ. But with all the persecution that came from those who rejected Jesus, Jews and Gentiles alike, the believers are told that they are rich. The believers needed to know that, three bullet points, what they experienced would not make them physically prosperous, but rather spiritually prosperous that what they were experiencing would not rob them of their eternal rewards as they remained faithful. 
And no matter how things may have looked, worldly positions or possessions are not what makes a believer rich, and it is not where a person's joy or happiness comes from. They were rich because of their faith and life was in Jesus. Mm. They were rich because they would not be hurt by the second death. They were rich because they were being given the crown of life. This letter to Smyrna was not only addressing past and present tribulations that believers would experience, but all the future sufferings they experience as well. Polycarp was a bishop in the church, and some 50 years after John wrote Revelation, Polycarp was martyred for his death, or for his faith, lol. Not lol, but he was martyred for his faith. He never wavered and continued to profess his love for Christ until his death when he was bound and burned alive. Lord. Polycarp's life and faith in Jesus, like that of the Apostle Paul, revealed clearly that his life was in Christ as seen by his actions and not merely words. The world needs to see more active faith, more acts of faith, and more people who will persevere in faith. Mm -hmm. People will take notice and listen when they uh, witness words of faith backed up by acts of faith. When a person they respect shares the gospel and they see that person walks the walk and talks the talk, they will listen and believe. The believers in Smyrna were doing just that. They chose to look past the tribulation and the physical and emotional poverty to the spiritual riches in Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. The devil is a self-serving liar, and no match for God. No match for God. None. Mm -hmm. John makes it clear that it was the devil who was testing the believer to see if they would sin and turn away from faith in Jesus. The devil was tempting the believers to reject or blame God for the suffering they were experiencing. The devil is a liar and deceiver. And he will take every opportunity to use a situation, person, or experience to suddenly or slowly and methodically pull you away from God. But the devil's power and authority is limited. Mm -hmm. You may suffer for a time, but that time is limited. As you remain faithful... God will use it for good, and you will receive the crown of life for all eternity. Every believer will receive the priceless and the most costly spiritual gift of all, the eternal life with Christ. So many people fear, so many people fear physical death, but that is not the death to fear. Jesus never said you will never be persecuted, but you don't need to fear the second death, meaning hell. As a faithful believer, you'll enjoy eternity in heaven with Jesus. It is faith in Jesus and in his resurrection that we should take comfort in, because like Jesus, we will be raised to the newness of life. 
life or live as an overcomer, not life as one. <laughs> the believers in Smyrna were command were commended for being overcomers. They overcame the negative attacks of society, the intense pressure to reject Jesus, verbal and physical abuse, the temptation to accept the pleasures of the world and instead remain faithful in Christ, the lies of false religions, and the fear of death and gain the crown of life. The world needs to see and witness this kind of faith and spiritual boldness. The charge to hear what the Spirit says is real, both then and now. The charge to live as overcomers was true then and is true now. What is also true is that Jesus knows your afflictions. He knows what people say and have done towards you. He knows the suffering, threats, and pain. He also knows your faithfulness and acts of faith. The charge to reject sin and live a life of faith and not fear death is real. Ask yourself, is there anything in my life that is hindering my witness? Ask the Holy Spirit to bring to memory any impure motive or action that you may not be aware of and repent. Allow your love and faith in God Almighty to motivate you to be an overcomer in Jesus' name. Maybe today you feel persecuted for your faith in Christ. The disciples experienced storms in life. While they were with Jesus, they were able to withstand even more intense uh, storms and tests later in life. Most of them were martyred. The storms early in their ministry of life prepared them for the storms that came later in life. Storms test the seaworthiness of the boat you are in. Just remember, Jesus is the boat. He's he's in the boat with you. Not <laughs> Jesus is the boat. <laughs> no, Jesus is in the boat with you. It is Jesus who calmed the sea. It is Jesus who holds the keys to death and Hades. It is Jesus who walked on the water and will see you get to shore. It is Jesus who knows all you have and will experience. And it is Jesus who will acknowledge your name before the Father in heaven. Amen. I like this website. This is good. It's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, Anna didn't even take that long. I thought this was gonna be longer, like uh, like the first one. The first one was pretty long, but this one was as uh short and cute. And what is today's date? The sixteenth, and we are on day sixteen for our whispers of wisdom for everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, day sixteen. Stick together. Your friends are priceless. They are important, or you're important to them, and they to you. Guard this treasure. Can you imagine how sad and frightened Naomi must have felt as she prepared to leave Moab to return to Bethlehem? She dared not hope Ruth or Orpah would accompany her, and she had no one else. The life ahead would be lonely and hard. Ruth saw that Naomi needed her. In her heart, she realized that Naomi also had much to offer. It's true that there were many differences between them, 
They probably disagreed at times, and maybe they even got on each other's nerves. But they stuck together, and both women were rewarded. Are you ever tempted to turn your back on your friend? Maybe you're embarrassed by an outfit they're wearing, or maybe they laughed at your shoes. Has a new friend joined your tight twosome and you're feeling crowded? Perhaps your friend has developed a new interest that doesn't really excite you. Remember, there will always be differences between you. That's what makes you special. But you're a lot more alike than you realize. Don't abandon your friend. She is, they are, a gift from God. And you two need each other. Or you guys need each other. Whisper of Wisdom. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Mm-hmm. Two are better than one. That is true indeed. All right. Well, thank you guys for spending this uh, 20, 21 minutes with me. Mm-hmm. We did good today. Ah. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night, and I love ya. Mwah!